in that context. You're like, she just keeps penetrating me. Have you ever had that experience? Someone over eagerly uh, penetrating me with their tongue. Well, I mean, or I mean, if they use their fingers, I bet you would then immediately see what I'm saying. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships with frankness that is controversial, but mostly in good faith. On today's show, we're going to talk about the imposition of birth control, what makes something gay, dead bedroom in a new marriage, and more. I'm Keith. My co-host is Mike. And Mike, the reviews for Oppenheimer are in. Oh, and it's no. supposed to be excellent. When is the last time he went to a movie theater? That I went to a movie theater? Yeah. I'm inclined to say it was uh, when I saw Armageddon in like 1999. <laughs> and I famously, for myself at least, uh, in the scene when they kiss at the end, I yelled out, slipper the tongue. And everybody started laughing. So, Are you you sure you're not like remembering that? Like the, uh, what was, wasn't there a Seinfeld episode where George thought he had a great thing to, to shout out and the crowd around him actually didn't react the way he wanted? I, I know that. I know that episode well, but no, in this case, uh, it was, uh, that movie was not great. No, but I, uh, but so I think people Armageddon? were. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. Isn't Armageddon the, wait, 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 maybe it wasn't it's, Armageddon. It is. It it's matter. the one with Liv Tyler and Bruce Willis. Yeah. That one. Yes. That one with the Aerosmith song. Ben Affleck, so I think. Yeah, maybe? that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Uh, it was, that movie was reprehensible because it was, uh, it, yeah, it was it, like they had every different category of blue collar employee that was involved or something in like saving the world. It was uh -huh. really tiresome. Um, but uh, that's a joke though. I've, I've seen movies since then, but but not many. So why don't you talk about Oppenheimer? I, I'm, I'm certainly, yeah, go on. Well, you know, Christopher Nolan is one of the most bankable directors of our time. He directed, you know, the Batman trilogy and, mm -hmm. you know, Dunkirk and- Inception and Tenet and Interstellar and you know all these masterpieces of, of I don't know they're I'm not going to make an argument that his movies are great but he films everything on like 70 millimeter film I think he refuses to use digital uh, video cameras that's and stupid he tries to make everything with the big screen in mind and he always uses Hans Zimmer for his soundtracks I'm not sure that Oppenheimer does but it probably does and so it's sort of like this grand movie going experience and you know the atom bomb is sort of an interesting topic I can imagine we this always, movie uh, being just so people know we record the uh, podcast on vinyl actually <laughs> and then we we, we we distribute it digitally but we we actually have to digital analog to digital convert so we do the same thing. I don't know um, what the argument for recording something on film is. <laughs> I, he must have an argument about why it's better. Of course, it's not better. It's just a, an affectation like the vinyl thing. I mean, you can simulate any effect with a computer. So That would be my guess. Yeah. You would want the pure digital recording. And then if you wanted to of add course. some sort of film filter, you could. But maybe yeah. filter has more dynamic range or uh, film, film does. Uh, film? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Um, so I, uh, the, the most recent, I was going to say my, my favorite movie of all time, of course, used to be the Shawshank Redemption. Used but to I've, be? Yeah. It's changed because I saw, and I don't know if you've seen this movie, but I saw the film adaptation of the musical <laughs> Cats. <laughs> I was wondering that, what the punchline was going to be here, but okay. Okay. That movie is freaking <laughs> awesome. Uh, I, it's, 
it just, I mean, it's so great. Like, first of all, I just enjoy their the cat suits they wear, which expose all of their crotches. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have tails that go all over the place with no anus beneath the tail, etc. Mm-hmm. It's, it's right. really that movie. Did how did that movie do? Was it? It was viewed well by the critics, right? Yeah, <laughs> the the most recent film adaptation of Cats. No, I think it might have had single digits percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Even was, the performance of uh, McCavity by no McCavity by uh, by Taylor Swift didn't do well. Is Taylor Swift one of the cats? Oh, indeed. Oh, indeed. Yeah. Is it actually her, her? or does she just oh. sing? No, it's her. It's her. I wouldn't mind seeing her in a cat suit. Well, it's digitally altered, which of course is part of the mm. great allure of the movie. Anyway, I, <laughs> right, right. I, I guess maybe I could see Oppenheimer and you could go see cats. Yeah, that sounds like a fair trade. Um, I was thinking today, I don't think I have had sex since March. It might Oof. be early April, but I think it was March. So what's that? That's four months, right? We're, we're pushing August here. And yeah. uh, what is the longest you've gone since, say, college? Since have you ever college. gone four months? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I had a period of time when it was like more than a year. And that was because I was in my early 20s doing like a technology Work. startup, really busy. Yeah. And, it, and it was, but let me say the most important part was not actually that. It was that at that age, um, it, it requires a very determined effort uh, to uh, get to snag a woman, unless you're like in the top 5% of attractiveness, which I would say was like sort of the midpoint or maybe a bit above. Now I must be above, but not, not in the top 5%. Sure. But uh, yeah. And and that's just because like the women have a hold all the cards when you're 22 or 25 or whatever, 24. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I just simply did not, you know, I could go to a bar or something. I, I wasn't that I didn't want to. It's just that like, yeah, I, I would have had to devote a you lot couldn't. of hours to yeah. the pursuit. I probably would have to join activities. Like I would have had to do various nonsense and I just have time. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the women I met after college in my early twenties were now like, I mean, dating apps didn't really exist yet. There was like, I think there was Yahoo personals maybe. And there was the Craigslist stuff. And then eventually match.com showed up, but yeah, it was mostly in person. I think my first girlfriend after college was a waitress who I courted by going to the same restaurant a zillion times and then eventually getting the stones to ask her out. Huh, that's clever. Yeah, no, I but didn't. Uh... You, you were too busy working. Well, that I don't know. Like I wasn't, I wasn't that interested in, you know, courting a waitress. I guess. Well, I like the thing is, that, like even at that, that point, was just luck. Then, like I don't sure. I, I would have preferred like some other, but like that was the only thing. So I like invested all my time into that thing, and it happened to work out, sure. but it might not have. Well, like you, with your recent traveling, I mean that certainly mm-hmm. makes it impossible to do the needful. And when I say the needful, I just mean like be responsive to a woman. It's the same thing. I mean, even if you're able to secure the woman for some period of time, you're not going to be able to have a relationship with her because you're too busy. Um, Yeah. I think for younger people, they can get around that by staying in hostels or going to clubs, neither of which, I mean, I occasionally stay in hostels, but mostly because I'm craving some sort of social outlet. Are you drawing an equivalency here between a series of one night stands and a relationship? No, so basically the I'm, hostel. Exp- no, okay. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, if you're traveling and you really want to get laid, a hostel is probably a reasonable avenue. 
That makes sense. But but it would be a one night stand, sort of. Sure. Necessarily, right? Sure. Yeah. But I haven't uh, had even that. I see. Not you did go on a date. We discussed it. Uh, I did last episode. I think. Yeah. Um, but you, but it did not pan out. Uh, so what are your what are your thoughts on this? You don't. It sounds to me like it's beyond this. Is that you don't have unusually for you? You don't have like a uh, somebody that you can just sort of phone up and make this happen, or or do you? Do you have some well, sort of a lead here? I mean, there are definitely a couple people I could phone up. I'm not sure. Anybody is it, any of them people who've been on the podcast? Just <laughs> a, friend our listeners the pod, a friend of the pod did oh. message me yesterday and she said she saw me on Tinder and wanted to know if I wanted to I can't remember what her exact words were. Let me let me pull okay. it up here. Yeah, okay. So this friend of the pod, she said do you have any interest in reconnecting? I keep seeing you on Tinder and feel an itch to scratch. Hmm. So, I mean. Is this someone that, you've connected with in the past? It is. Okay. So okay, this so sounds it's a like. Connection. Just from that verbiage, what of is the nature of this reconnection this person is seeking, do you think? It sounds like a booty call to me. I'm I'm a little confused about the seeing you on Tinder. I mean, so yeah, my, my experience of Tinder is that you kind of don't see the same people again and again. Is that your experience, or do you no. sometimes repeat? No. Okay. Tinder will repeat people that you have known. Oh, interesting. Yeah, oh, interesting. I think, uh, I think, I think likes last two days unless you pay. But if you like someone and they don't like you back in two days, I think the opportunity for them to like you back goes away. Hmm. And knows, I think, probably last two weeks or something. And then it forgets those as well, which is okay. lame. So you often see the same folks over and over and over. And if you're single for a long time, it can get <laughs> get pretty depressing. That's interesting. Um, so okay, so she might be okay. So this is this is an honest thing. She might be seeing you a bunch of times. Okay, yeah. look, it could be either. It could be a booty call. It could be something more, something deeper than that, right? It could be you know, hey, I want to give this a shot or something. I don't know what mm -hmm. the nature of your previous interactions was, but yeah, I'm conceptually interested in a booty call, but I am hmm. not sure slash probably not interested in something more than that. And I don't really want to worry about sussing that out. And so by reaching out, I introduce the risk that they're hoping for something more like a traditional dating path. Isn't there a right? way to, isn't there something you could say that would indicate your interest is just in that area? Like you know, suggesting a time and place that could only be a booty. No, I'm, I'm not actually trying to be rude to her. I'm just yeah, saying yeah, like yeah. you could, or you could just be very explicit. You could just be honest and say, look, like I'm, I'm not interested in a relationship, but I would be willing to hook up or hang out or whatever you would say. Something that you yeah. would interpret correctly. I mean, I think the downside risk of that is something like, okay, if it is true that I am worried about her feelings, then being clear about what I'm looking for shouldn't bother me because if she says no to an explicit booty call, then fine. I just move on and everyone's and no one gets hurt. Right. But I do lower, I, I, <laughs> yeah, 
I do lower my chance of guaranteed hookup. By being by honest. Be, by being honest. Uh, because, okay, but that's what, okay, fine. So, so you, so you're, the thing you're struggling with here is this Venn diagram. Like no, if, if I don't you, think I am, I think I thought I was, but now that we've okay. gone through this little thought experiment, <laughs> yeah, I think I'll just be clear and I'll say something like, you know, oh, I'm not looking for anything serious at the moment, but it'd be nice to get a drink sometime. And I think that's, you think that's clear un- enough. I think that's pretty unambiguous. Well, you could say, uh, I have like, you could suggest the drink happen at your place. <laughs> what is that too forward? I mean, it's, I don't like, know. I mean, I it's, a, a, it's a good point. I would like, mind. I have a new, new bottle of, of X to, uh, that yeah. I want to try with somebody and like, would you want right, to come over? Right, right. I mean, you could, you could, you could make it a little bit of indirection there. That might actually even make me feel like I like this person plenty. It would be, I think my preferred, <laughs> my like ideal engagement was, would be we meet for dinner or a couple drinks and then retire to my place. Huh. Do you, when you do that, do you want her to brush her teeth between the dinner and drinks <laughs> and the sack? I'm just curious. Is that what, what's your expectation? there? I don't have a huge, I mean, if somebody had, you know, a garlic pizza before we met, that's kind yeah. of rude, but you know, if we both go to a bar together, like we both have alcohol on our breath, like it doesn't, um, unless they have haliotosis or something, it's not really a problem. So I, I want to understand this. So it's not that you don't want to make her feel bad by suggesting more explicitly a booty call. It's that you actually want to hang out with her first. Like you would get more value out of that interaction than I just like so. the, oh, okay. Yeah. So you also, so you're a little lonely too. It's not, this isn't just like a, uh, a, a, has sex lack. You're like, hey, I'd like to hang out with a woman that's interested in me. I think it's yeah. reasonable. Yeah. I guess so. Sure. Or I don't know if I'm lonely. You know, I have friends and stuff, but it's something like part of the uh, maximizing of my enjoyment of a sexual experience is the sort of flirtatious dance that happens before. Okay. So yeah. So her, her sort of being interested in you and excited about the, whatever's going on that, that you get. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I think that's totally reasonable. And honestly, it's better for her too, because then there also is opportunity to nope out in various ways. Like for example, her pictures, something might've changed about her physically. So she shows up and you're like, oh, or something True. about you might've changed and she's not cool with it. And so you have this easier way to kind of yeah uh, suss that out. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't do that. Although, uh, well, okay. The reason you wouldn't do it is because it might suggest she might, she might want more. Yeah, so but I can preempt that with uh, fair wordplay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, that's good. Yeah. Hopefully, you'll resolve this uh, this issue. Yeah, and then of course, you know, there's other people I could call too, but those are Pandora's boxes usually that I don't want to reopen because they're people that actually are want more of a relationship. Yeah, or they'll even even though even if I say that I don't, they'll text me incessantly for a month after. Um, right, because they're not typically in general. Women are not particularly interested in just like a one night stand like that. Even with a Casanova like myself, yeah. Right, right. Okay. Well, hopefully, yeah, I'll have to let us know how that goes. We did get I did get a a topic, a very brief topic from Allie. 
a frequent oh, yeah? guest on the show. Yeah. Allie wanted us to talk, or I think she wanted our views on the new series coming out, The Golden Bachelor. Are you familiar with this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, okay, you must have thoughts. No, it's only because she mentioned it to me. I actually watched the first episode of the new Bachelorette uh, last night. No, I've watched every episode. Yeah. Okay. I thought you might be further ahead. Uh, what is her name? Chastity? Charity. Chastity. I don't care. I think it's Charity. <laughs> You're right. You're right. It's Charity. Uh, and it was not great. They like manufactured some drama with her brother. Was like That's pre- right. Pretending to be a bartender. And then one of the guys that she made out with was like smug about, well, whatever. I don't, we don't need to recap this stupid bachelorette. Okay. The golden bachelor. Yeah. Is it the golden bachelor yeah. or golden bachelorette? That golden bachelor. It's a, it's a 70 year old guy. Okay. Is, I, he of exa- course, is he exactly 70? Oh, on the order of he's, he's pretty okay. uh, good looking for that age. I would note that this goes along with, um, Ali's done several things. <clears throat> with regard to the podcast that have suggested some sort of interest in older men. So I guess I wasn't totally surprised that she, uh, I didn't know she went all the way to the golden era of, of, I didn't know she was interested in sort of nearly elderly men, but there she is. I wonder where, you know, the attraction for women who like older men goes away. Like, like where, what's the ceiling there? Like, are there people who, who masturbate thinking about, um, I don't know, Clint Eastwood? Probably would be imagining I, him I think in he's films. in his late 80s. East, Clint Eastwood yeah. is 93, dude. 93. Yeah, it's probably not the case. Um, I remember uh, there was a subreddit where uh, someone would post these porns. I'm sure I've mentioned them on the podcast before, which were, uh, they stopped probably because he died, of like a much older man and a much younger woman having sex, and it was really gross. <laughs> I mean, yeah. good for him that he was getting that. I'm, I'm presuming he was paying for it. Right. Uh, and it was sort of annoying, though, because they would always have like kind of, they'd have titles that you'd be like, oh, that sounds good. And then you click it and be like, oh, no. Right, right. It sort of reset. You'd have to start your masturbation session over because <laughs> this guy. Right. Um, I think that, I think almost always when you get to a certain age, it's it's about money and stability and that sort of thing. It's, it's a true sort of sugar daddy situation. I don't but, think that's right. I don't think that's right, Mike. I think- Okay. I mean, men are still sexually viable. <clears throat> like they can produce children up until they die. Yeah, they, uh, there was a, uh, I don't know, there, there's a Robert De Niro or something just recently had a kid, something like that. Yeah. Uh, sure, that's true. And so, uh, I, I mean, I don't know what's going on in the female brain. I mean, you would think that a geriatric uh, lover would be less compelling, but. Agreed. You is, know. is the golden? Do you know the premise of this show? I mean, you've talked to Ali about. It. I just got a text from her about it. Is the is the Golden Bachelor? Is he dating a woman his age, or is it I don't, actually I don't, a sugar oh daddy? Gosh, that would be amazing. <laughs> they they paraded out a series of uh, Gen Zers for him. <laughs> it would be. I have to do the fantasy suite, but he needs like two weeks in between so he can refract. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, that would be it. That would actually be a really interesting show. That would that would. I think that the American public would learn something from that show. Because it would expose more about what the truth of like certain types of relationships than than something like The Bachelor that just a lot of it's just fake. Would Maybe they still pretend to be obsessed with him, or would they be more unvarnished in that their real motivation for being on the show is becoming a minor internet celebrity? 
Well, in this case, I would assume if he's golden, I'm, I'm assuming that's going to be a combination of his age and wealth. I've got to think that this is a well-established man. So that would make sense, right? I mean, they're, it doesn't they're even matter that. though, Mike, like if you, if you win a show like this, I think you're sort of an idiot if you can't turn it into two or three million dollars. Agreed. Uh, it says they, uh, according to distractify.com, which uh-huh. is almost certainly one of the, one of these sites. Have you noticed this on, uh, a lot of content sites on the internet now are obviously written by chat GPT. So this is probably one of those. I, I've noticed this, like Google news now is just full of these articles, obviously it, written it by writes, it writes better than the 20 year olds they had writing it in the past. I don't agree with that. I think it will eventually, but it's very, um, stilted and it has a certain, uh, structure that it uses to write that's kind of I, I know it very well so it's boring anyway i agree i agree with this with everything yeah. you just said go ahead yeah. distractify.com says that the women are going to be in their 60s and 70s so this is not going to be a good show <laughs> yeah i mean i was thinking about this watching the bachelorette i mean the nice thing about the bachelor is there's a dude and then there's like 30 babes but of course the bachelorette you just have the one and like you know but even but the show, the show is still compelling, even though it's men. It's they have the formula that, dialed in so much, like the production and the various agreed. cliffhangers and all that stuff is really dialed in. So I, I can know, imagine I the Golden you... Bachelor, even though the people are not physically compelling, I can imagine the show potentially sure. being interesting. I wonder if you have the same experience with on the Bachelor. So that one of the things they do constantly, of course, is they have like these dates. All on the same day, apparently, and they'll go into a room and then they kiss a lot. Yeah, okay. I know this doesn't bother you because you like to share toothbrushes with people and stuff, but it bothers me. You should say way what it more. is. It it is the like sharing mouth fluids with a bunch of different people, right? And but I will say that for, that behavior bothers. Watching that behavior bothers me dramatically more on The Bachelorette than it does on The Bachelor. Whoa, uh, because it's, it's because the men. And 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 I I feel the same way about like the fantasy suite kind of experience, the notion of <laughs> three men having sex with the same woman like day after day versus yeah. the opposite. Yeah, it's much more bothersome to me. And I I just think like, well, it, what's interesting here's here's the point I wanted to make that I think is interesting. So with the sex part, I think it actually makes some sense because you know you have instead of it being one penis with three orifices, it's mm-hmm. your vaginas, it's right. So it makes sense. Like the semen is all being deposited in the same general area and that's more bothersome. With the kissing, it's actually irrational, right? It, your mouth, the male and female mouth are identical. And so it shows that like this is a, this is not a, there, it shows that I'm deceiving myself if I think there's like a physical rationale for being bothered by this. It's just mm. that I don't want, that I perceive it as gay. Okay. Let me ask you this. If, if you yeah. could ask 100 people and you you administered truth serum to them, right? So they're not um, saying what they think the woke thing to say is. But if you ask 100 people, would you, you know, what triggers more of a disgust or um, adverse reaction in yourself? You know, seeing a young woman make out with five different men or seeing a young man make out with four dif- with five different women. I think... We, you wouldn't see an exactly 50-50 split. I think your intuition here, which is that the woman making out with a bunch of different men arouses more of a, I, I don't know what it is. Disgust isn't quite the right word, but it's it's disgust adjacent anyway. Um, and so, yeah, I don't, it's not just that the parts are the same. There's some other thing going on there. 
Well, I mean, it's certainly homoerotic or something. I mean, what, what actually my take on that, I, I don't know, obviously, but the, the thought experiment you did there is that women would view it as basically identical and men would skew and be bothered, but much more bothered by the the multiple men situation. And my thesis would just be that, yeah, men, the notion of, yeah, there's something different about male, male homosexuality versus male, female and female, female. They're like a different category. Yeah, maybe. I'm not even sure <laughs> women wouldn't share the intuition. Like, weren't there all these studies famously, like they, you know, they interviewed women in like the thirties and forties about whether, you know, a woman could be president. And most women thought that a woman wasn't suitable to be president. And they would say that the standard generic tropes that men would say, it's like, they're too emotional, too hysterical, that kind of stuff. Don't you think women probably still think that? (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to save ourselves from cancellation by time displacing it. Uh, I think if you could administer truth serum, uh, some set of people would still say this. Yes. Yeah. It's, I mean, I don't, uh, if there's an unknown, part of it's, there's an unknown. Once you have a one female president, you say, okay, well, that's how this works. And, and I, I'm confident it would be fine. Uh, it wouldn't make any difference partly because the president doesn't matter, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, but I could see people it's, you know, it's a, it's a change. It's something different and people would be suspicious and skeptical of it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe president isn't the right word. Like what, what's a job or a task that requires like extreme emotional stability? Um, like a, o- some sort online of surgeon. Poker, maybe I think online poker. Okay. Sure. Like you, you can't get tilted. You can't, ah, uh, but maybe, I don't know. Men can get upset easier. Maybe. I don't know. The problem with things like chess and online poker is that they're, I think they're dominated by IQ. Actually, yeah. like at the at the top reaches, and the thing is that uh, the standard deviation of IQ for men is slightly higher, so that there are more male geniuses than female. But right. the average also is identical. More male dumbasses for the same reason. Of course, if you go all the way to the bottom, there are more men as well. Yes. Yeah. Um. All right, we got to get into some of these topics before we run out of time. Yes. Um. Let's see here. Let's do this. Uh, I think this might be a little bit spicy. Um. It's about birth control and who is imposed upon. So, all right. Uh, This guy is 19 years old and his girlfriend is 18. He says, my girlfriend wants me to wear two condoms, but has said she will never go on birth control. The other day, my girlfriend and I were talking about sex as we often do and are want to do it. And we began talking about protection and anti-baby measures. She said she would not want to be and will not ever be on birth control. And that protection will basically be 100% on me since the only reason she would get pregnant is because of, you guessed it, me. I didn't care very much at first since I was planning on wearing a condom anyway, so we don't become teenage parents. But she then tells me that one isn't going to cut it and that I need to wear two or more if I wanted to ever have sex with her, which I thought was harsh and hypocritical. I know I would be the reason she would be getting pregnant if I failed to use protection, but I'm not the only one who wants to have sex. She arguably wants to do it more than I do. Uh... I'm not sure about that. I told her I thought she was being harsh and hypocritical, and she said she wasn't. She was only trying to protect her body in future. I said, all right, if that's what she wants to do, then we should just stick with hand stuff and oral until she's ready to discuss it again. Am I wrong in thinking it's unfair that she won't get on any birth control and wants me to be the only one who uses protection? Should I just do what she says and not press the idea of getting birth control any further? This isn't a matter that's going to break the relationship over. (laughs) Maybe you should. It's just an annoyance that occurs when we talk about sex. Okay, so... Um, the specifics here are a little bit boring. Um, for, for example, I don't think two condoms offers more protection. It might offer less. 
than right. one. That's the typical advice. I mean, it's a funny thing to say, but it, you know, can I double wrap or whatever? But in fact, like the problem is that the, uh, typically what can happen is a, um, is a rubbing between the two condoms. And that's yeah. actually much worse than the rubbing against skin. And so yeah. if you think about it, you're, you're, you're actually creating a risk. Right. So yeah, setting aside the, uh, specific nonsense here. I think that taking birth control <laughs> often, uh, there are non-hormonal birth controls, but the vast mm-hmm. majority of female birth controls are horm- horm- hormonal and they do change your mood and behavior in a way that I think is a little bit hard for men to relate to because we don't have these like monthly hormonal swings. Our mood is fairly constant. And so women, yeah, so like (laughs) the experience that some women might have, which is they don't want to change their body's natural hormonal behaviors. And I don't know if that's what this girl wants. She wasn't making much sense and she didn't, this guy didn't write what her reasons for not wanting to go on birth control was, but lots of women don't want to go on birth control because they don't want to, you know, alter their body's natural state. Do you think that's, I, I think you're going to think that's generally irrational or not irrational, but maybe not worth much concern. Is that right? Well, I mean, uh, uh, no, I think it's worth concern. I, I don't, I don't agree with that. I mean, for example, um, <clears throat> there's a couple of things that are kind of important ones that, that often do change. One is that, uh, hormonal birth, birth control can change, um, libido. And so, and so like that's, that, that would be very material to both of them. The other thing that changes frequently, and there are studies showing this is, um, mate selection. And so again, she might like not stop being attracted to the guy. I think she's like thinking more broadly, like holistically, like I don't want to mess with my body or whatever. Okay. Um, but it's not an irrational thing to be worried about, particularly if you've tried it in the past, I didn't catch whether she tried it before, but she could have like specific experiences or maybe she's a family 18, member. So to the extent that she did, it was probably limited. Yeah. I mean, her, or not her reasoning is probably, her reasoning is probably kind of simplistic, but it's not, she's not wrong. You know, like there's the basic well, idea here is reasonable. The specifics here. Yeah. Again, are sort of not that interesting, but yeah, this notion like men don't have to face this thing because well, one, it's not possible, but even if it were the notion of unbalancing your monthly cycle is not unbalancing isn't the right word smoothing out or altering just doesn't I think there are things that sense. I th- I think there are things that men experience that are analogous it's not I mean it's not ex- it's not obviously the same but I think like an antidepressant or something well you can yeah you can alter your sort of uh your your chemical balance in such a way that you you experience highs and lows differently but and but just simple things like what you eat how you act whether you exercise like there are definitely oh, sure. different things that you can use that's true and i think so as a man i think you can have some intuition about this i mean one thing that like i don't exactly know what a woman it's it, i mean th- there is like kind of a unresolvable problem here in that if a woman makes this choice she's either going to be like swallowing a lot of cum a lot, yeah. right? Yeah. When they're 18. Uh, anal. <laughs> like, it's like, what I'm not sure exactly. I guess condoms. Like, maybe, yeah, she could just say, let's use condoms. Although, Mike, yeah. The thing that everyone does, nine out of 10, is they just rhythm method. Go on. I mean, I think lots of people like having sex without condoms. And if she doesn't want to go on birth control, it often becomes a sort of rhythm method. I think that's probably the plurality of outcomes anyway. 
And you're saying this based on personal experience, or I'm not actually teasing you, like like reading about it, like how what makes you think that, that that's that common? It's Just certainly all, been the, my, the unplanned pregnancy, right? It's definitely been my personal experience. I've dated a zillion women who don't like condoms. They don't like condoms. They don't want to go on birth control and they just say, oh, let's just, you know, it's okay. You can ejaculate inside me these days. No, they, uh, <laughs> I have had two rhythm or method three. or withdrawal. I have had, I have had, yeah, I've had two or three. I thought rhythm method was withdrawal. No, not at all. With, withdrawal is, is actually very effective. Um, they, they like to scare you about it. Of course, if you just beat off and you have a bunch of sperm in your urethra, then it's not going to work. And I say just beat off, I mean just beat off. Like if you just go to the bathroom and pee, it's very unlikely you'll have any remaining. Um, so yeah, it's very effective because in fact, uh, uh, the people have cl people claim that the pre-ejaculate fluid contains sperm. It does not actually. It's like it's like one of these things that like people people say in order to decrease unplanned pregnancies, which I understand. I their heart's in the right place, I guess, but it's not true. Um, rhythm method is you paying attention try to identify. To your cycle. Yeah, and that doesn't work. To paying attention to ovulation, it doesn't work very well because. It's difficult to pinpoint ovulation unless you're really, really careful. And sperm can live for a while. <laughs> is it uh, true? And so the wait, failure wait, rate's very on. high. Can we can we examine both of those? Is it true that it's sure. hard to pay attention to? Like, can't you get an app? I know there are apps that track your cycle and tell you when you're ovulating. And let's say it's off a little bit, but is it off by more than two days? Like, couldn't you just buffer it by you know plus or minus two days? And sure, you'd have to buffer it. <clears throat> Plus or, plus or if you assume the sperm can survive for say three days and you buffer it by two days, now you've done 10 days. Is that right? right? It, it, okay. So, all right. So then, okay. Then well, no, that's not that fair. That's, go ahead. The sperm can't go back. In, the sperm can't go back in time. So this, I actually misspoke. It would be it's say just three days three before. Yeah, exactly. So, but it would still be kind of like, you'd be talking like most of the month. Uh, and if you exclude the period, her period. You're, you're talking about most of the time. No, it's um, not. No, it's not. You ovulate for like what four days? I this varies as well. But it's and then like you two, have to write two, add in two to five days, right? Something like that. Yeah. And then plus uh, three, plus three on the front side. So now we're at eight. I mean, sure. Eight out of twenty-eight okay. days isn't that bad. Wait, wait, wait. And, and and then period. Wait, did you include? Period well, sex is just yeah. orthogonal. If you don't like period sex, you're not going to be having period sex regardless of anything. So, okay, so you could take that out in advance. Sure, that's true. I, I don't. I think that uh, the failure rate is enormous. People are very bad at, at well, doing the rhythm method. So, yes, I think to do the rhythm method, you would have to download one of these apps and be assiduous about tracking, and then it's worth. I mean, it's worth pointing out that like women do have ovulations at unexpected times sometimes too. So. It, it, right. it's not perfect no matter what you do. Right. Yeah. Okay. This is news to me. I always thought the rhythm method was, yeah, you like time your, your pumping so that you withdraw an orgasm outside of their body. I thought that's what like the rhythm people were talking about was. I didn't I like your description of timing, timing your pumping. That's, that's kind of yeah. hot. Well, We've I discussed this before. That was the rhythm, you know, is the cadence of the, of the pumping. You and the, and if I recall correctly, the thing that you like to do is you, if you're doing this, uh, seldom because you're very careful, of course, in your sexual behaviors. But if yes. you were to do yeah. this, you you would pull out and ejaculate, sort of in her pubic or like area or on her stomach or something. Yeah, yeah, because I'm not. 
Yeah, I think most people would probably use oral, right? That's the standard. No, I think most people probably do what you do, but I think I would encourage you. I think it's more dominating to to scoot up and put it in her mouth. Hmm. You should do that instead. I I should probably like it. I agree that you think that. Yeah. It's, well, then it's cool because you're not having to experience the blowjob. That part bothers you, but you're getting to give her the special delivery. Who loses that trade? <laughs> she loves it. The women love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Folks, if you're interested in my aversion to blowjobs, you can listen to about 100 of our 125 episode catalog. And there's yes. plenty of explanation there. All right. Should we move on to the next one? Yes. This person is a 27-year-old man, and his girlfriend is 24. Uh, oh, no, wait. Sorry. This is written by the woman. Uh, I had a man tell me that uh, me playing with his butt is gay. Uh, so this man and I met on a kink subreddit, and we clicked and are both into some of the same things. We we're both cisgendered and straight, although I've experimented with women once or twice. Anyway... She says anyways, of course. He brought up the topic mm -hmm. of butt play and anal. He flat out just said to me that he'd like to fuck my asshole and finger it. I was into it, but we were also being kind of competitive and fighting for who would be the more dominant. Dominant one in this scenario. So I continued with careful. If you don't... Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to fix the grammar on the fly here. If you don't get me mm -hmm. in a sub mood first, I may turn the tables and finger your ass instead. He got awkward and took offense to this. I apologized and told him that since he assumed <laughs> that playing with my hassle was okay, I assumed playing with his was okay. He told me that yeah. even though he, he knows the prostate is an erogenous zone for him, he isn't cool with it and that he was raised as a Christian and doesn't do anything gay and thought that I wouldn't want to do anything gay. She says, I would want to do anything gay. Like, oh God, this is, okay, sorry. Uh, she goes on here. Let me see if there's going to be an, yeah, Okay. I'm going to read what she says just because it's going to provide a contrast against what I think you're going to say. She says, I told him that one, I never want to or meant to cross any boundaries he isn't okay with. It is weird that she assumed that her giving consent to her butt meant that he was giving consent to his butt, but whatever. Two, that I do not see any body part or sex act as inherently straight, gay, bi, lesbian, etc. I just aim to do what feels good for both people and enjoy it. Three. I asked him how and why he considers this a gay act when I would be doing it as a cis straight woman. And finally, four, I also asked why he eagerly assumed he could play with my asshole if he wouldn't be okay with it on his end. That's a lot of assholes. What is she standard with sticking in there? What is she sticking in there? A finger? A finger? Okay. Okay. Yeah, a finger. Makes sense. And he seems uh, to be aware that his prostate is an erogenous zone for himself, which calls into question the whole thing about not being gay. But I wanted to bring this up because okay, <laughs> what makes something gay? I mean, I agree with her read here that lots <laughs> of men think that like having their butt interacted with in any way is quote unquote gay. And I think we both agree, not necessarily, but what's the nuance here? Whether, whether something, I mean, well, I mean, so using the bathroom and wiping your butt is not gay. Okay. So we can start there. So you can yep. interact, you washing your anus is not gay. Although I've heard tell that some men refuse to wash their anuses. So maybe they are what? afraid of that being gay. Oh, I I've see. I've seen that trope before. Interesting. Um, you know, so, but, but I mean, yeah, like it's, I, I, I think that the thing, I think that the, the thing that makes something gay 
the thing that starts to trigger this mm -hmm. is one of two things. One is interacting sexually with another man. <laughs> uh, this is not that, obviously. And the second one is the man being penetrated somewhere by something. What makes that gay? Well, because men have body part, men have the male body part, right? So it penetrates things. Yeah. So then if you are being penetrated, then you're imagining you're being penetrated by a man. Like I would imagine, like for example, let's say that you're making out with a girl and she's just mm -hmm. really aggressive about putting her tongue in your mouth. At some point, like it might bother you in that context. You're like, she just keeps penetrating me. Have you ever had that experience? Someone over eagerly uh, penetrating me with their tongue. Well, I mean, or I mean, if they use their fingers, I bet you would then immediately see what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th there is a trope, not a trope, but there's a technique where like men will put their fingers in a, in a woman's mouth and it's pretty submissive. It's dominant of the man, sure. submissive of the girl. And so the reverse would be the reverse. So the, the man is being submissive. Is submissiveness gay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's that's, that, like, that's, <clears throat> well, I think that's what it triggers. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm just saying it from a cultural standpoint before we get like the flood of emails. Like I'm saying like, <laughs> that's what, that's what like leads people to this, this the line of thinking. Like I realize there are men who are more and less dominant. Um, but as you move down the submissive and, oh, and there's, and importantly, there are gay men who are ultra dominant, right? They're gay men who don't want to be penetrated by anything. So, yeah. but, but this is, but this is what this triggers. This is why it's um, frightening to a man or why it's um, uh, challenging is that, is that like guys don't want Guys, guys want to be exit only, and it makes sense biologically. Like that is sort of our function, and so it's it's challenging that. Uh, it might be good to challenge it. I don't know. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's the question. Like, I definitely agree that you know, socially and culturally, being penetrated is often thought of as gay for a man. But yeah, is it actually? It, like, I mean, I think uh, that I, I are, think that you would have. Well, you would, you would be a different person. You would have a different psychology. Like, let's say that you, and you could do this. You could do it very quickly. If you decided to do an experiment, you say, look, I'm going to five different times have guys do penetrative anal sex on me with condoms. You could make it safe. Uh -huh. I think your, I think your life, your life thereafter, this is my opinion, your life thereafter, even though I know you're very unaffected by stuff, I think your life thereafter would be pretty different. I think it would change you. And men in don't, a way yeah, that it's like, being pegged five times wouldn't. No, I think being pegged five times would change you too. <laughs> I was just going the most. I was going the most extreme. But sure, yeah. no, I think it would change you. It would make you. It would make you uh, have a more sort of breadth of experience. And I think guys don't necessarily want to do that. Um, and look, all experiences are not the way it changes you. Might not necessarily be to your liking or something that like is adaptive for for your life situation. So I wonder if I had anal sex performed on me five times, if you just like naturally start to like it. <laughs> I think that I, I think that uh, the thing that I've thought would be interesting. No, I know this is interesting from having sex with a woman is that uh, it's somewhat unusual for a man to have a woman, sorry, to have anybody uh, get pleasure directly from your body without you doing something. Does that make sense? Like usually you have to be an active participant. And so the notion of you being a purely passive participant would be very unusual because for a man, men are not 
uh, valued as as passive participants. We're not that attractive. No. We're not. We have to do like stuff. a male model, right? It's you're, you have to be active, and so it would be very strange. I think it would create a lot of soul searching, sort of, to like be in this position where it's like, oh, like somebody got pleasure out of my body without me. It, would, it might be kind of frightening, actually. I mean, like, gosh, like I could be a target. I could be a victim, right? Maybe, right. I mean, there there are all these things that, like I think don't 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 occur to men. Like if I'm going for a jog at night or in the evening. Wow, I could be victimized. Like I, that just never occurs to me now, and it occurs. I mean, I, I'm sure you've had this. Just just last week, I was out for a run, and uh, this woman was terrified by me that I was running toward her, and I don't. I never know what to do. I don't know how to yeah. calm her nerves. Uh, right. So I just ran past her, and she was calmed down uh, once I got past her because she's like, "Oh, this guy's fine." But like, and they don't right. want to look at you and all sorts of stuff. Well, that's how women feel all the time. Women aren't comfortable in a lot of situations, and that comes from yeah. Well, they're vulnerable. Partly this, yeah, that's right. They are they are passively passively without doing anything. Okay. Uh, that's like I, I I heard a report on NPR about women. Apparently, girls used to be kept in cages in Chinatown in San Francisco and uh, as like sex slaves. I don't know how true this is. Yeah, uh, the reason I'm not sure how true it is is because I think if a woman is kept in a cage for long enough, like she will no longer be attractive. I think you would probably have to actually be sort of nice to somebody to make them attractive as a prostitute. But anyway, that's okay. that aside, there, there are pictures of cages. <laughs> so this exists. Yeah. Like, that could never, that could never really happen with a man, right? Or like in our normal way of thinking, yeah. like, a man is never going to be put in a cage as like a thing to be used. So it's just right. that role change, I think would be hard. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. I mean, that was an interesting meandering path there, but like, yeah. I guess I really, we've talked about this a few times and I, I just can't square it in my mind. Like what makes something that a female is doing to me gay? And is it that it's like a cascading slope towards something that that's obviously gay? And so that's something that is non-zero gay must be gay. Does that make sense? So, you know, once you know, a woman is penetrating with you, then the the leap toward being penetrated by a penis is, is shorter. Yeah. I mean, at, at the risk of uh, sounding woke, um, I do think that like there's validity to the psychological concept that people like Matt Walsh laugh at, that there's a, or Ben Shapiro, these like far right guys, yeah. uh, that gender and sex are just totally the same thing. Like, the, or, sorry, they laugh at the notion that there's some difference there. There is a difference. So, She's a woman, but if a if a woman puts a fake penis on herself and penetrates your anus, she's operating like a male, right? She's she's right. occupying the gender role of a man, and you're occupying the gender role of a gay man who's receiving anal sex. Like, right. So that's the thing. That's what's going to go through your mind. And like, I think there's a lot of there's a number of behaviors you could engage with a woman where where yes, she's her sex is female, but she's operating as a male, and and vice versa. Like, there are things you could do. But could somebody um, erect erect scaffolding in their mind that strongly delineates the penetration coming from a woman or a man? I think they'd be. My personal opinion is they'd be sort of fooling themselves. I think that like that. I see. That like I, I think that I I continue to think and people I've gotten okay. we've gotten emails complaining about this. I continue to think that a man who has I mean if you do receptive pegging a couple times whatever. Like, I mean, something people do things, whatever. But if it's like a part of your normal repertory, I strongly suspect that's, that you're on the spectrum of bisexual gay. Like it, because you're, yeah, you're, you're basically like, I want to put the woman into the male role here. Right. Huh. That's my take. Yeah. I mean, I think that would be 
a really hot take in, in sex positive communities or or kink positive communities. Well, they don't like categories at all. Sure, but I mean, yeah, yeah. I know. I d- I just don't know if that makes it wrong. I, I like, yeah, they would say something like, "Well, what's a gender role?" What do you even mean? And it's like, okay. I mean, like, right. I'm willing to acknowledge that gender and sex, <laughs> right. there's some, there's some discrepancy there. Like, a, 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 there could be a very feminine man and so forth. Like I, these are, these are real things I think, but I'm mm-hmm. not willing to acknowledge that there's just no roles at all. And like being born with a penis tells you nothing about the person. That's kind of silly. Yeah. So, I mean, mostly yeah. what's going on in this question is this woman just doesn't want to receive anal, I think, which is pretty normal. She's oh, like, how do I get out of this? Yeah, who knows? I don't even remember the details of what you said. The first comment is, remind him that gay men love receiving blowjobs and ask him if you should stop sucking him. Yeah, I feel like comments like that are just disingenuous. They're not, like, that's not the gotcha that he thinks it is, (laughs) that they think it is. Well, there's no, I don't think there's an equivalence there. I think that, like, a blowjob is viewed as, like, a totally normal stock part of sex. Like, anal sex is not, typically. Right, right. So. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, let's move on. This person says, uh, this person's 33, his wife is 30. My wife told me that she will never satisfy my sexual desires. I need some insight into the situation. What should I do? Been married for almost 10 years. She's a wonderful wife. I find her insanely attractive and I find myself wanting to have sex with her anywhere from two to four times a week. I even still have sex dreams about her frequently. I communicate all of this. She has a lower sex drive than me and always generally seems much less interested in sex than me. Uh, I basically always, always coped- generally, okay. Yeah, I've basically always coped with this by telling myself that if I continue down a path of self-improvement, her desire will increase. I work out and stay in shape. I work long hours to support us. I carry my weight around the house, etc. We're almost 10 years in and her desire is not increased. In fact, it has steadily declined throughout the marriage. When we discuss the issue, she talks about it like there's not actually an issue or reason. It just is what it is. This morning we were talking about it and she angrily said, I'm never going to satisfy your sexual desires for a relationship. I don't know what to think. I'm devastated. My only thought is to continue with self-improvement and hope. So, yeah, brutal. <laughs> I mean, I think it's good that like she said the thing. Uh, which, thing which thing that she said? She said, I'm never going to satisfy your sexual desires for a relationship. I think that's probably true. Well, it depends. I mean, it depends, of course, on exactly how he presented the situation to her. Um, <clears throat> sure. But, okay. But she, yeah, she's basically saying it's, I, I, okay. The thing I would say is I think that most of the time, no, maybe half of the time, these uh-huh. situations are, uh, particularly when it's a man that's complaining about the woman, these situations are information-based and, um, yeah, I mean like the, what I mean by information-based is that like the woman doesn't just doesn't understand the, what it's like to be a guy. <laughs> and so they don't care that much about uh, sexual frequency or, I mean, within reason, what acts you do. Um, yeah. they just don't, they, yeah. Like, so, I mean, so things like, I mean, I think, I think I actually think in that situation, this is a little different, but in that situation, if we have a listener, this is true. If we have a listener who's a guy in a situation where he's not sure if like, he hasn't had the woman explicitly say she's not interested, have her listen to our podcast. Like, I think that in other words, I, I think there's a dearth of men being honest about their experiences yeah. in this domain. There's a lot of joking about it and stuff like that, but it's like, look, women don't know. I've consistent. I've repeatedly gotten feedback that people don't know how often men masturbate because people right. lie about it. And right. even, even sex positive people lie about it because they, they're like, well, I don't want to admit that it's like that often. And then when you, when somebody says, oh, it's like, hey, I beat off three times a day, it's always treated as a joke, even though it's not always a joke. There are people that just do that. Guys. Right. 
um, people. Yeah. So there, so there can, <laughs> yeah. So there can be an information discrepancy there, and uh, she might just not realize, uh, like how, yeah, what, what's going on mentally for him, like how much of his well, mental bandwidth is taken up by this. This woman is a little different. I think she basically may he may have explained that to her, and she believes him, and she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> Right, and if that's the case, yeah, it's over. Like, what I just wanted do? to say the other thing because, well, I think they're, I think they're like, the, I think, you know, I think ne- they're headed down the path of polyamory, breaking up, etc. Like, it's not. I think those are the two choices, right? Like, she becomes comfortable with him fulfilling his sexual needs, otherwise, or they divorce and he fulfills his sexual needs, otherwise, or he could live right. as as effectively a celibate. I mean, I think that I think that for a woman but, in that but, condition, I've. To your point, sorry, just just to like put a, a bow on your point, she may not know what the imposition of making him behave as a celibate, like how much of an imposition that is. That's right, and I think that like that he may. I'm, I'm assuming he communicated it well. He may not have. Yeah. Um. And I think so that we like try that first, so that she just yeah, understands I think that's the a, magnitude of the problem. Yeah, that's a plug for like sort of male focused sex podcasts, even though like people say, oh, that's gross. But okay, whatever. Uh, for right. a woman to listen to, I mean, uh, and then but. Uh, the other thing is that a woman, if a woman who's in this situation, I'm sure we have zero, literally zero listeners who that are women in this situation. But if we did, I would say, yeah, you might want to like get therapy or something because the, okay, you could say asexuality is normal, fine, but like you're going to be alone. <laughs> right. Because there's no, there's a very, there's essentially no men out there that will tolerate this. I mean, like, you know, I think a lot of uh, problems in marriages and relationships are because of this type of situation. Like infidelity is an obvious one, but there are other things that, that like just weird behaviors that come out when guys are not getting what they need. <laughs> so yeah. So, yeah. so the, as a woman, it's like, if you want to have a relationship with a guy, it's like, Hey, you should, you need to reckon with this one way or another. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, there are some potential details here. Like it might be just him that she's not attracted to. Yada, yada, yada. But well, but that's, I mean, there's nothing, if that were the case, there's something wrong with it. It's like, look, just be honest. Like I, I, I'm not, yeah, for whatever reason, maybe he's just lost, like gained a bunch of weight or something. Maybe there's something like that going on. You think she would have said that though, when he confronted her. So yeah. Yeah. When you create an emotionally charged situation, often people are more likely to just out with it and just be honest. And uh, yeah, yeah. And I think they're like, it is somewhat common for women to have this thing where they're just not interested. And it's like, okay. Yeah. I mean, we get these comments all the time. I I just. Right. Yeah. I think (laughs) expecting. There are men who aren't also. Yeah. Either a man or woman expecting their partner to live in celibacy is not fair. Well, I I actually think that a man, I think that women are much more capable of tolerating that than a man. So like, while it's Mm -hmm. not ideal, I think that a man, uh, like I've many times or significant number of times read uh, arguments from women that they basically can just turn their sex drive completely off. That seems to be a thing. That's true. You it know? comes up so infrequently that it's almost academic, but yeah. Fair. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, if a guy, right. Yeah. All right. I think we have time for one more thing. I don't remember where I found yep. this. I just pasted this into my topic list. Uh, this person says, my little bro said he was on a date and was going extremely well. Plans for a second date were made. Hands were held, really went smoothly. At the end of the night, he said it looked like she was waiting for a kiss. So he went for it and she freaked out. Said she wanted the kiss, but it was sexual assault for going for it without asking first. And she goes, oh, Jesus. I have started 
before I kiss anybody, like right before, I'll say, I'm going to kiss you now. Is that okay? And I have a 100% yes. Oh, no, wait. That's not true. I did have someone. I think I talked about it on the podcast. You did. Yeah. Yeah. Because she said no. And then it's like, okay, well, do I try again on the next date, the date after that? Like it sort of puts things in her court. Like she's, what happened to be the the relationship end? No, we ended up, uh, how do you say more than kissing? Uh, okay, good. But I don't remember when or how it went down. Okay. Good story. Um, Yeah. Not great. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, yeah, I, I do think maybe in this modern era, you, you gotta ask. And but do you 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 confine your asking to that level? Like, do you say, "May I tongue your clit?" Now, that would actually be very funny. To like, uh, may I insert a second finger into your vagina now, Mike? I think that is the. I think this that level of micro consent is the recommended strategy by. Like, if there was a sex ed class, I think that's what they say now. Are your kids in sex is ed it- class yet? They've they have not had micro consent uh, instruction as far as I know, but yes, okay. they've had some amount. Did the, uh, the d- is it is it a one and done? In other words, if you say "May I kiss you now," do you have to say it every single time? Uh, yeah, in this that's rubric? an interesting question. No, well, I definitely don't ask after that. So it seems like it would be better. Is given. It's boy, I'm afraid to even say these words. I think it's implied going forward. It needs to be explicitly revoked. It's yeah. It seems to me like a better strategy here. Okay, fine. You have your your kissing thing. Fine, maybe that's fine. But like the the at some and this would be much easier for people that are more mature adults to to have just a conversation. Like, what do you what do you like to do and not like to do, and just like do that. So then you could kind of get it all out in, in the open, and you, and then you have your consents, and so you know you're not supposed to like. She doesn't like her anus rubbed or whatever, yeah. whatever behavior you're trying, you know, or, or she does like this and you can kind of say, okay, great. Which actually would be, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, having that conversation. At the beginning of every date, she could give you a list of things she's consented to on that date. Well, I'm um, no, I'm thinking, I'm thinking it would be a long-term, you, you have a sort of discussion and then you're, you're ready to have at it. Um, yeah. I don't, well, I don't know. I think consent for various activities slowly accumulates over a period of early dating. Right, like when sure, you first just, when you first meet, you don't have consent to kiss, but if you do well, then you do, and then after that, you don't necessarily have consent to tongue her asshole. But if you do well, you may gain that. Yeah, I could just see there being like, I, I, is it there's there's some kind of apps that I've seen before where people kind of indicate privately their preferences and they match them up or something with their partner. I could see that being something that would make the woman more comfortable, particularly the woman, because it's often the man who's boundary crossing. Right. So it's like, oh, he knows already that I don't want my asshole tongued. Right. So she doesn't have to worry about him doing that. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, we've we've been through this before. I mean, the general things are like, yeah, like people consent to being kissed. They consent to, you know, like if you're fully naked, you know, they consent to, to having their 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 breasts kissed. Most consent to being going down on. Um, but then yeah, the things that the the majority of people might not consent to are various anal play, um, various slapping or choking. Like those things need to be asked explicitly. But those other things are, I mean, it depends. Like how normal is a thing? And as you get to I think, more I mean, abnormal things, you have to ask. 
Yeah, the, the thing that I would encourage people to do, or I would encourage society to do maybe, is recast this in terms of, instead of in terms of consent, in terms of like, what do you like? So it could be more fun than that. And I don't think that there's really a difference, right? Uh, well, well, yeah, no. I guess I guess the only based other thing. on timing, but like once the timing sure. thing is gone, it's what do you like? Sure, I think most. I think a lot of the yeah. I guess there are two levels there, but like the 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 the, the consent thing is typically just like yes, I consent to I guess kissing and then sex or something. There aren't that many levels, right? Um, but the micro, right. I guess I was talking about the micro consent thing. So if, if you're thinking in those terms, I would suggest yeah, some inventory of what you like would be more fun and would sort of uh it's it's not all about like red lights and green lights it's about like yeah what's better or something i don't know if a woman is on her period and she doesn't like having period sex she feels insecure or doesn't like the mess or whatever it may be <laughs> does she have some obligation obligation to tell her partner that when that she's when, on her period yeah. Or that she doesn't she, like she, it. I mean, she might not want to tell her partner that because she might not want to imagine in her own mind that the only reason her partner is seeing her is for the sex coming at the end of the of the date. So she might like resent that she has to tell him that he's not going to have sex that night. Yeah, I don't actually know. This is, this is actually an interesting topic you've brought up right at the end of the podcast that I think we yeah. should hold. And All the right. reason why is because I think there's like... I be. I actually am curious of your experience with this. Okay. Uh, in, yeah, in like I, your dating experience, like what? Yeah. Like what? I, I know how this works in like a marriage situation, but like a yeah. The, there's probably a lot of like. Well, yeah, it's sort of interesting, right? Because right? I mean, all right, we got a cliffhanger here then. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, that's a wrap on this episode of Your Mileage May Vary. We are always hungry for feedback, um, especially negative feedback. So if you have any, you can send it to us at ymmvpod at gmail.com. We pay $10 for any feedback received. So just give us your PayPal or Venmo or Cash App or whatever. We also like listener questions. So if you have any for us, the experts, send them to the same place, ymmvpod at gmail.com. And if you want, it, want us to keep it private and not use it on the show, just let us know. And we will definitely honor that. Thank you for listening. And we look forward to catching you next week on Your Mileage May Vary. La vie ne vaudrait au vécu sans amour Mais c'est vous qui l'avez voulu, mon amour Ne vous déplaise En dansant la javanaise Hélas, un filon vous à l'amour. J'avais envie de voir en vous cet amour. Ne vous déplaise en dansant la jeunesse.